Hello. <laughs> um, I just want to share a quick scripture on um, something I found really interesting that I think would help increase your faith for what I'm about to share with you. It says in John 14, 9 to 10, the, the last part of 10, in the message, I love how it says, it says, the Father who resides in me crafts each word into a divine act. And that's Jesus talking, and he's talking to his disciples, and he's saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And the, fa the Father speaks through me, but we got Jesus living in us. And Jesus, and the Father is speaking to Jesus. And so when those words come forth, they become divine acts in our lives. And we let that sink in. That when Jesus speaks, it's not just words but their divine acts that he's wanting to come forth with power and might in your life and to transform this the region around us and the things around us and our environments and that we can rise up and be who he's called us to be in every way he wants to transform whatever you've got going on in your life by his divine acts and so what i'm about ready to share that just like that goes right along with it so the other day um since I've, I've just, like, God has divinely dumped something in my life since I've come back from Russia. And um, I've had some encounters with the Lord over the past couple of weeks, and yesterday was one of those. And um, what I felt him saying was, I feel a nudging of the Lord to praise him in the lean times. That the lean times don't mean disgrace or punishment, but you will still praise the Father and believe that he is who he says he is. And his promises are still true for you, even in the lean times. And, um, that he know, and he wants to know that we know what we're made of. He already knows what we're made of, but he wants to know, do you know what you're made of? And if what you believe about him doesn't line up with what, who he says, then we need to deal with those struggles in our hearts so that we can praise him and believe him in the lean times. Because he wants to give us much breakthrough, and there is a time coming. Um, that this breakthrough is coming, and that he wants to know: Are you going to be trustworthy? Trustworthy with much, and so if you're going, so it's the whole thing. What I heard him saying is. I need to know that you know what you know you know in the lean times so that when much comes, I can trust you, that you just don't praise me because things are grand and great and so much is coming your way. And that when it becomes lean again, you're going to think I'm not who I say I am. But are you going to praise me in the lean times? Because what I have for you is what I have for you, no matter if it's lean or it's grand. And so if those things don't line up for you and that messes you up, he wants you to go after why it messes you up and deal with it because he has so much greatness for you. And there are great times coming, but he wants to, to know that you're trustworthy. He knows you're trustworthy, but he wants you to know that you're trustworthy to handle it. Does that make sense? Because he sees the greatness in you. He sees what you are made of because he created you to be that way. But we've got to let go of some things that, that mess us up and keep us from walking in the ways that he has created us to be. Um, as a result of him saying that, though, I heard him say, strike the ground one more time. And I heard it in this loud voice. 
And um, this was a very tangible experience I had with the Lord. It was like he was right there with me. And I heard this booming voice say, strike the ground one more time. And I saw this figure, and it was with a massive sledgehammer, and they were striking the ground, and the ground was all evaporated of moisture. It was just dry, cracked ground. And I saw this individual striking the ground with everything they had. And once they strike, struck it and struck it and struck it, yes, this helps to give you a visual for those that are visual people. All of a sudden, this breakthrough came, and I was overwhelmed, and all I could do was cry. And I just lost it because it was so overwhelming at the breakthrough that came. And um, I'm making sure I'm not forgetting anything here. <laughs> This vision was just so exhilarating and overwhelming that God has breakthrough on the horizon for you. We, we allowed our hearts to become stony and dried up. We've stopped believing what he has told us. And he wants us to strike the ground again because you're closer than what you think. So don't get hung up on the lies that the enemy's telling you. Don't get hung up on... Um, the garbage that's going on in your life because there is greatness and breakthrough coming your way and God has much for us. He has so much for us, not just us personally, but so much for this church, so much for this reason, region, and so much for his people. But we can't get hung up on this, on the world and what the world is telling us we need to have or what we need to look like or what we need to say or how we need to act. And be disappointed because we're not looking that way. But are the ways that we are supposed to look, act, and be what he is telling us to look, act, and be? Have you forgotten what he has spoken to you? And so he gave me this scripture. It's in 2 Kings 13. 15 to 18. It says, Elijah said, Get a bow and some arrows, and he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east windows, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram. And I'm just going to say this right now. Aram means deception and curse. So here he is telling him, the Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, over the deceiver and over the curse. He is saying, you have victory. Elisha declared, you will completely destroy the Armenians at Aphek. Then he said, take the arrows, and the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But you will defeat it only three times. Ouch. How many times have we believed it for a short minute and then we stopped? And we've just parked it to the side. And the man of God said, you should have struck it five or six times. And you only struck it three So then um, I'm going to bring explanation. You can't shoot a bow without an arrow. 
So you have to use your tongue to put forth the words the Lord has given us. The bow is the tongue. And so you can't shoot that arrow. You can't shoot the words God has given you without your tongue. You've got to put the arrow to the bow. It takes a bow and arrow to shoot an arrow. Um, and it's not just any words, but it, but it comes with much preciseness. An arrow is precisely made and has four parts that function for a precise hit. You have the point. This is the part of the arrow that will come in contact with your target first. What are those words that the Lord spoke to you? He gave you precise words that when they come in contact with your target, they penetrate the target in a concise, precise way, entering in the most accurate way to give the best impact. Do you realize that the Lord speaks to you about your situations very precisely because he knows when that arrow goes forth, that point has to be precise so it can be concise and impact in such a great way to annihilate what is coming at you so that you can rise up and deflate the enemy. Does that make sense? So God is very specific in the words that he gives you in your situations, so don't think light of them. The shaft of the arrow is the backbone of the arrow and gives stability for the other parts to attach to. So not only does the Lord give you a precise word, but he gives you more words that gives you stability to let the enemy know that what you are talking about, um, that you know what you're talking about. And it gives you stability and direction because they came from the one who is our stability. So there's purpose in even the words that come after that. It brings foundation to why he said the first words that he said to you. And you can rest in knowing that there's much stability in that because they came from the Father who is the whole basis of our stability in our life. The fletching of the feathers is for optimal arrow flight. This is the faith you put towards the promises of God and his words he has given you to say so that they can have optimal flight in the spirit realm. Then you have... Um, so our faith is important also. And I think sometimes we just think that it's just going to happen. But God gives us faith so that we can collaborate with him. We can partner with him. That's the whole point of our faith. And so you've got to willingly choose to activate that seed of faith that he gives you with these words that he has spoken in your life, whether it comes from the word of God and you're reading the scripture, because the scripture is full of prophetic words, or just words. They're words for our life, words that grow us, that expand us, that help us to go forth in the things that he's asked us to do, and it helps us to believe that he is who he says he is because he's in those scriptures. And so you've got to partner with that, and you've got to put your faith into it, and that's that knowing that that. Yes, God, I believe who you say you are. And so those feathers on the arrow are important. If you want optimal flight and you really want it to go far, you can't let your faith go to the wayside and just think it's going to happen if God wants it to happen. That's just not truth. That's not who he is. He wants us linking arms with him. Then we have what you call the knock, which is the V-shaped groove at the end of the arrow that allows the arrow to be attached to the bow. This is your mind, will, and emotion saying yes to what the Lord has said to you. And as you do this, you are putting what you know to be true into the bow and drawing back the word and putting it into flight as you speak. 
Do you see that it's by no chance that the Lord talks about arrows with us and that there is such a um, purpose and mindfulness about the way it's made and why he talks about us being arrows shot out. So what does this all mean? (laughs) Um, So this is what I felt like they were saying in all of that. I'm sorry, my hair is in the way. The Lord... um, the Lord wants us to take care of, take the words and promises he has given us, whether they were prophetic words, scripture, rhema words and promises, and strike the ground again and again and again until you get to the seventh time of rest and completion. He, does not, he wants us to not give up and not get discouraged because the times look lean, but strike again and again and learn to rule to reign and advance the kingdom. He wants us to strike one more time and overcome sin and learn um, to overcome sin and bondage and learn works and service. He wants us to strike a third time again and learn to be conformed to the image of Christ while overcoming image, humanity, flesh, idols, and carnality. He wants us to strike again and again and again till it's completed through to its promises and goodness of your life. Truly speaking that he is a good, good father who is always there waiting for you to have it all and not, to pun- and not a punishing father who has overlooked you, to strike again the hardened desert ground that is laying fallow. So, and I found that interesting that he didn't want him just to strike three times, which three times talks about conformity, um, drawing a blank, um, conform, imitate, obey. But when you strike five and six times, the fifth time, you're overcoming bondage and um, sin, like debt, sickness, phobias. But you're also learning what it means to do works and service in the Lord. And when you strike Six times, you're overcoming image issues. You're overcoming your humanity, your flesh, your carnality, idols, and forming, but you're forming yourself to be in Christ-likeness. And by the seventh time, it's completion and rest. So it's not because he just wants you to keep striking to see if you'll always just do it. Each strike has a purpose, and it's a purpose for learning something and overcoming something. And if you stop too soon, you're not going to get everything that you need. So we want to do a prophetic act today. We want to engage our faith. I really feel like this is going to make waves in the spirit. This is going to make waves for your life. It's going to make waves to this area. And the prophetic team is going to do some prophetic acts with the stomping of the stick and the blowing of the shofar as we do this. But we're going to take our prophetic words. We're going to take anything that the Lord has spoken to you in your quiet times. You're going to take a scripture that you're standing on. And if you're like, Michelle, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. God hasn't spoken to me. I've never gotten a s- prophetic word. Then look at your life and look at where you're struggling at. And know that you know that you know. If your marriage is falling apart, if your finances are falling apart, or um, you can't see God as Father, 
it's in the word. You can stand on that, that no, yes, he has a plan and a purpose for me. He wants those good things for me. And let that be the thing that you strike the ground with today. And so I'm going to read you, because I'm going to, we're going to, I'm going to show you how to do this first. And we're going to do it with the church here and what God has promised this church. And if you're here today and you're like, well, I'm not a part of this church, I just want you to be thankful and join in with us that God is doing something at this church and that he has a plan and a purpose for us. And you can join in just as much. But I'm just going to kind of teach you how to do this, and we're going to do it together. But we're going to start with the church. And I really, so what, what I saw is everybody joining in with much faith, fervor, confidence, and just absolute trust. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die for this and making this declaration. Does that make sense? And I understand, and we're going to do it more than once, all right, because I'm going to help build your faith. I'm going to help you get out of your comfort zone. It's important that you get out of your comfort zone. Comfort and ease won't take you anywhere where God is. I'm sorry, it just won't. Comfort and ease will not take you where God is. He wants you to keep stepping out in the unknown. He wants you to keep taking risks for him. He wants you to know that you know that you know no matter where you go and what you do, he's always going to be right there with you. And your problems aren't that big. They just aren't. You serve the God who created everything that you see. Nothing's too big for him. And so that's how you can step out and know that wherever you go, he's going to be there. I just want to remind us of some things that, the, um, that was spoken over the church. And so I just want you to grab a hold of a couple of these, and when we do this, I'll tell you how we're going to do it. But remember a couple of these so that you can do this with us, and we're going to strike the ground for the benefit of this church and what God wants to do with the church in this area. Um, he said that we were going to be a greater voice in this community. He said, get ready for articles to be written about you and by you. He said, get ready for a new way. Um, Everybody needs to get ready. No dead weight. No lagging behind. And that we are to press into the purpose of God that he has destined for us. That the schools will be visited by God to get ready for a move among the students in this community. That the deadest denominational churches in town will be awakened, and God's going to visit them through angels and through dreams and visions. He said um, I've t- uh, that Newcastle is going to be a hot spot. These are the ten get readies that the Lord spoke to us, if you're not picking up on that. Um, that Newcastle is going to be a hot spot for what, I, what he wants to do in the Indiana, but also Midwest. Um, that there's going to be spontaneous gatherings to get ready to call some solemn assemblies, to get ready for even your schedule of events and meetings will come as a surprise to you. That there is a visitation coming, and he's going to visit us. And he's going to visit this house, so get ready, get ready. That people will pull in the front, and they will fill the parking lot. Get ready, get ready, a visitation is coming. I want that. I want a visitation of the Lord. I I mean, the two experiences since I've gotten back from 
Russia have been amazing. The Lord has manifested his presence to me. And I can't even imagine what that would be like on a grand scale in this church and drawing hundreds and hundreds of people here because he's a good, good father and he wants his people and he wants to manifest himself to us. So what we're going to do is um, we're just going to declare these things, okay? We're just going to declare them. And I don't care. We're just going to declare it out, out loud, over and over and over and over, just like if you were striking hard ground (laughs) and you were desperate for what was under that. We are going to strike the ground. So have two or three of these things in mind, and we're just going to, Lord, I thank you for your visitation Come, Lord, come. I want your visitation. Come to the schools. I thank you for the, for the revival that's going to happen in the schools. It's that kind of declaring with much assurance. Is everybody good with that? Are you following me? And Alger and Sam are going to come up, and they're going to do prophetic acts to help us. No, we're just all going to do it together. Does that make sense? <laughs> is that okay or should I do it the other way yes okay yes we're all just going to do it together I'm just going to start it and all right so Lord, we just thank you that there's a visitation coming to this house because you love us that much I thank you father God that the schools are going to be visited by you and that there's going to be a revival brought forth because of your presence and your children manifesting. I thank you, Father God, that there are going to be stories written about us in the newspapers, Lord, and written by us. I thank you, Father God. Lord, manifest your presence. Make it known. We want you to move, Father God. Move. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Come in power and might. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. I thank you for spontaneous gatherings of your people, for solemn assemblies, for the changing of events in our schedules, Lord Jesus. We lay down our schedules for you, Lord, and we say yes to you, Father God. We want you to come and infiltrate our schedules, and may your agenda come forth. Come forth in your power and your might, Lord Jesus. We say yes to you. We partner with you on every aspect of our lives, and we want your ways and your truth to come forth, Father God, your wisdom, your revelation, and no other, Father God. Thank you, Lord. We thank you that the deadest denominations in this city are going to rise up and have visions of you, that they're going to see dreams and visions and have a have you manifest to them, Father God. The deadest denominations, Lord Jesus, are no longer dead, but they are alive with the Spirit of Christ in them, Lord Jesus, flourishing and coming alive to spread your gospel and advance your kingdom, falling deeply in love with you and the agenda you have for them, Father God. We say thank you for the end to the religious spirit in this area, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that we are known. You are known, that you are known, Father God, in this area. Thank you for rising up with your mighty spirit and that you would be made known in this area, Father God. Thank you, Lord. 
Pour it out, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the people in this house who will, who will press into the purpose of God for this house. And I just thank you, Lord, that you are sending us people from the north, south, east, west who will press into the purpose of God and rise up with strength in you, O oh Lord, for destiny and what you have purposed for us. Thank you, Father God. Pour it out, Lord Jesus. I thank you that we're going to become a greater voice in this community because you and your anointing is going to come forth through us and your voice through us is going to make us a greater voice in this community, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We will settle for nothing else than your best for us, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. More, Lord. More. More, Father God. More, Lord Jesus. Rise up. Rise up strong, Lord Jesus. Your hand is not too short. Your arm is mighty, Father God. You are the God of the heavens and the earth, and we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. On earth as it is in heaven, Father God, we release it here today, Lord Jesus. Break up the fallow ground. Break it up, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for your words and your ways coming to pass. Rise up. Rise it up. Rise up, Lord. Rise up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bring it forth. Bring it forth. Bring it forth. Strike the ground, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. We say yes and amen to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to press in again. We're going to press in again one last time here. We're going to press in. So, Lord, we thank you. We say yes to you, Father God. Yes to you, Lord Jesus. Yes. That we are going to have things written about us. And, and we're going to write things. There are writers in this house, Lord Jesus, that is going to declare your truths and your revelations, Lord Jesus. And it's going to go forth in the name of God. Thank you, Father God. I thank you for our movement in the schools. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that there will be a revival in the schools and that your children will become your strategic um, placement in the schools to cause a revival to happen, Father God. More, pour it out on them. Send your angels to the school, Lord Jesus, to war on their behalf, to provide protection during the school days, Lord Jesus. We plead your blood of Christ over the schools and the kids that are in them, and we say they are yours, Father God. They are yours, and your ways are going to rise up strong in our school system here. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you that there's going to be a visitation in this house that you are going to have. We thank you that you are going to rise up strong 
your spirit is going to rise up strong. And we thank you that people that that people are gonna that you're gonna draw your people to come find to see you and experience you in a way that they've never experienced you before, Father God. That it would be for your glory that your visitation came, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for people in this house who will press into your destiny, Father God, who will press in for you and the things that you have for them and the things you have for this house. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your people who are sold out for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Passionate people for you, Lord Jesus. Passionate for people for you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, And I just thank you for your new way, Lord. Yes. We thank you for your new way coming forward. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. That was powerful. Thank you. Thank you for for engaging your faith. Thank you for striking the ground. Thank you. And now we're going to do it for our personal lives. So I'm going we're just going to get quiet for a moment. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you, to remind you of what he has already spoken to you or what he wants you to 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 strike the ground for today. It can be one thing, it can be several things, doesn't matter, but we're going to go after things for us personally as well, and we're going to strike the ground. So, right now, Lord, Lord, we just get quiet before you right now, and I just thank you that you're going to speak to your people. We say, Holy Spirit, speak to us, and make it known what you want us to, s- to strike the ground with today.
Are you ready? We're going to do this now. So, Lord, I just thank you that you said that we would make four times the amount in our finances, Father God. I thank you that business is on my family, Lord Jesus. I thank you that you said to sow into my dreams, Lord Jesus, and that they would come to pass. I thank you, Father God, that you are calling me to a life of generosity. I thank you, Father God, that you promised that we would go to Egypt and Israel for your name's sake, Father God, to Cambodia and Laos and Nepal and Tibet, Lord Jesus. I, that you would rise up, Father God. I thank you for the promises of understanding your love, Father God, and going deep in your love and showing your love to the nations and to this church and to this region, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that my kids would rise up strong, Lord Jesus, that you have called them also, Lord Jesus, and they are destined for you and the things you have for them. Thank you, Father God. Press in, people, press in. Declare, strike the ground with your personal prophecies, your personal knowing of what the Lord has for you. Strike the ground. Strike the ground, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Father God, that even my heritage and my children's children's children, Lord Jesus, will serve you. I thank you for a legacy that you have promised me, that it doesn't stop here or with my kids, but it, it's ongoing that they will love you and serve you, Father God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have called me to make waves in your name, that you have called me to preach with boldness, Father God, and I will do it, Lord Jesus. I just thank you, Lord, that I am, I send the enemy running in the name of Jesus. The enemy runs when I walk into the room. Father God, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God.
Now let's press in one more time with everything we've got. I don't care if you just keep crying out Jesus' name. Let's press in one more time, and we're going to strike the ground. So here we go. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have called me to a supernatural ministry, Father God, and that I will operate in all nine gifts, and that miracles, signs, and wonders will happen, Father God, and that the enemy flees at my presence in the name of Jesus because of you flowing through me, that your anointing goes forth in the name of Jesus to impact the world around me, changing the landscape, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you promised that you said, Lord Jesus, that our financial situation would change and we would make four times the amount, Lord Jesus. And that business is on our lives, Lord Jesus. And that you're gonna send us, Father God. You're gonna send us, that we have an extra local ministry, Lord Jesus. You're gonna send us to Egypt, to Israel, to Cambodia, to Russia, Father God. I thank you, Lord Jesus.
lasciate carrate, carrate, carrate. Take a moment and just drink him in. He's here. Take a moment and drink him in, Lord. Fill us up, Holy Spirit. Fill our cup. We ask for a filling of the Holy Spirit right now, Father God. Fill us up, oh God. Fill us up, Lord Jesus. More, Lord. Pour out more. More, God. More of you, oh God. going to share what I see the Lord. I just see the Lord crying. He's just so overwhelmed by your faith and your love and that you stepped out, that it's brought him to tears. He is just so pleased and feels the love that you went after it. So now he wants to pour his love back out on you. Not that it's conditional, not that it's conditional at all. I'm not saying that. But it's just a response that the Lord has for us. He just willingly wants to pour out his love on us. So just receive, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I also hear him saying, don't be afraid if you want to go after it again. Don't be afraid.
Keep pressing in. Just keep pressing in. I feel it. There's something coming. Keep pressing into him. Go after it. Don't stop short. No beauty compares to you, God. The Lord is refreshing us. And as we've been declaring, go ahead and keep the music coming. I don't think the Lord's even done. If you need to leave, you feel free to leave. And um, But um, a couple of weeks ago, Tammy Giddings just said, Eric... I keep getting this thing that revival is here. The presence of God is here to revive his church and to, to revive us. And Abraham just seen a vision of 
of a wave just hitting us and continuing to hit us. But there was, Abe kept seeing us with the sledgehammer just hitting the ground, breaking open the, the artesian wells of, of water and refreshing in this region. And that even that poster that we showed that, that as we cry out for more, as we, as we dig for more of God's presence and want him, and we make declarations of our prophetic destiny. There is revival, there is revival, there is refreshing in this house. God's wanting to do more. And you know, we've been standing for revival for 22 years, and we're going to continue to stand for revival. We're going to continue to stand for a move of God's presence. And so, Lord, I say start with us. Start with our own hearts. Revive us individually, God. As we beat on the ground with the sledgehammer, we want more. We want more. We want more. We want more of you, God. Does anybody want more of God? Does anybody want more? Are you crying for more? Are you beating the sledgehammer and saying, God, I'm not satisfied. I'm sorry there's more to this life than what you're experiencing. There's more to the things of God than what we're experiencing. There, we, We've been in a lean season, but God is saying more. They've, yes, we've been in a lean season, but God's moving us into more. He's moving us into more. Can I have a witness? More of him. And so even as I was making declarations for my own life, I was making that declaration of you as my first love, Jesus. You are my first love. You are my first love. I remember the call of ministry on my life, but it came out of that first love, that first love, my devotion to him. And say, oh, may we all return to our first love. May we all return to our first love. We've been running after many things. The American dream has, has sucked the life out of so many in this house. And it is not the American dream that we're running after. We're, we're running after God's dream. We're running after God's dream. God's things, not our things, not our kingdom. Quit building your own kingdom and build God's kingdom. And so, Lord, we just surrender to you this morning. We surrender the junk the stuff that we've accumulated over the years, God, it is becoming so putrid in my own heart. I don't want stuff. I want God. I don't want stuff. I want God. Anybody with me? I don't want stuff. I don't want houses and buildings and, 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 and cars. I want God. I want His kingdom to come and His will to be done on this earth. And we've been running after our own kingdoms, and God forgive us. May we return to our first love. And so we're going to, if you want to kneel before the Lord and do more business with God, just quietly come to the altar and do business with God. We're going to bring the altar team up here and the prophetic team. And if you need help with processing anything that's going on in your heart right now, or maybe you're here today and you have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, our team will lead you to this one that we've been worshiping today. And so I just really want to encourage you. If God's still asking you to strike the ground, then continue to strike the ground. If he's wanting to do business with your heart, and he's wanting you to go back to your first love, and you just need to kneel before him 
this morning, we'll leave you alone. If you kneel at this altar, altar we'll leave you alone. But, I, but it's time to kneel before God. It's time to surrender some things that have been idols in your life. So if I could have the altar team, if you would come up here on my right, your left, and the prophetic team, if you guys don't mind coming over here. If you need help, maybe you feel some demonic crap just wanting to come out and you need prayer. Just, let's just love on the Lord. Let's just love on the Lord. Let's just love on the Lord. This will be the end of our service. If you need to leave, you can leave. Thank you for guests being with us today. This is new, but not new. But we're going after Jesus. We're going after the King of glory. We're going to go after more of him. We're going to hit the ground, and we're going to keep hitting. We're going to let the tidal wave of God's Spirit move over our hearts. We're going to go for what God wants for us. We're going to continue to press in. We're not going to be about our kingdom. We're going to be about his. So, Lord, we praise you. So just be sensitive to the Spirit of God. If you want to pray, just kneel before God. If you need to leave, that's fine too. No condemnation, but as you leave, ask God for more. Strike the ground as you're leaving. Strike the ground as you're in your car and just say, God, I've got to have more. God, I've got to have more. Let's press in as a people. Let's keep going after him.